0: I want to stats the generation that is apathy. Got to do that now for this voice grow out of reach. And what we feed people that's a tragedy. So what you want the chemicals or calories? Nobody told us how to eat. Mama gone working 60-hour weeks. What's for
1: dinner? Well, it was quick and cheap. You got remote What is up folks? I am Brandon Garcia. I am Coach B and I am here again today with the lovely Coach Marka. Hello. And the ultra sexy Coach Z. Hey, hey. I don't know why you're lovely and he's ultra sexy. Uh, I'm,
0: uh, not, I'm not quite not sure. Let's not think about that anymore.
1: I, I feel like because it would be weird if I called you ultra sexy on microphone. I don't know why. Yeah, let's yeah just It's keep not, that not weird the you calling me sexy at all. <laughs> no. It's no homo I bro. think we <laughs> Anyway... Um, so we are finally, finally wrapping up our discussion about nutrition. We are finishing this with probably everybody's most favorite topic, but probably the least important of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we, we kind of uh, put nutrition down in a pyramid, just kind of make it a little bit easy So the bottom of the pyramid. The foundation of everything was that caloric balance and hydration, um, figuring out just how much food we really need to be eating. We talked
1: about the hand method.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Not what you think. Go listen. And then... Go uh, well, back
1: to episode one.
0: <laughs> and then uh, the next part of it was that um, macro balance, knowing just how much of each of the macros, which are protein...
1: Proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Right.
0: And then last week we talked about food quality, so um, getting past the 7-Eleven diet and what what is actual, what is good food.
1: Focusing on those lean meats, vegetables, you know, fruits, starches, nuts and seeds, no sugar.
0: No sugar, yeah. So um, now we're at the top of our pyramid, so like uh, Coach B said, you know, this is probably the least important because you have to have all those other things down and in place and and on point before you talk about this, Mm -hmm. the supplement stage. So first thing we want to talk about is nutrient timing and then supplements. So what is nutrient timing?
1: So just just so everybody has a picture of this, if you're thinking about your pyramid, there's five blocks going up the pyramid. The base of the pyramid is the calorie balance and hydration. The next block is macros, macronutrients balanced around your macros. Does it fit your macros? Um, Sorry. And then the next block was food quality, learning really good quality foods. The next block is actually nutrient timing, and then the top of it is supplements. Yeah. Okay, the reason it's like that is the base level of the pyramid is the most important, and each block is more important than the block above it. These last two are really a lot more focused on performance and athletics, specifically nutrient timing. Nutrient timing is very much about performance and athletics. If you're just a normal person trying to avoid going into the nursing home, nutrient timing is almost unimportant. It it really is. As long as you're eating good foods in the right amounts three to four times a day, you're gonna be fine. It's not gonna matter, like you're not gonna miss the anabolic window and blah, 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 that's, there's no, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Uh, Nutrient timing has to do with, if you're an athlete, first of all, you are not only paying attention to your macros and your food quality, you are actually weighing and measuring every single thing you eat and drink, everything. It's meticulous, okay? It is, you're setting timers, you're setting alarms on on your phone or on your watch, and when it goes off, you're eating whatever it is that you have planned next to eat, you're eating at specific times. You're you're having a specific shake with your pre-workout mix, whether that's an actual pre-workout or like whatever your pre-workout mix looks like, it could be a bunch of different things, within 30 to 45 minutes of a workout. You have now intro workout, you're having this particular supplement, Within uh, 30 to 45 minutes of finishing a workout, you're having your post-workout recovery shake, you get really meticulously into when the food happens and precisely measured amounts. It's important for athletics to keep the machine fueled because if you're in actual competitive athletics, your body needs the extra calories and it needs it really regularly. So if you have, start having sporadic eating schedules and you're a competitive athlete, it, you're going to suffer for it that and that's just the truth Um, that's it nutrient timing is easy that's the whole spiel on nutrient timing if you guys really seriously want to get into okay how do I do nutrient timing then that's where you need to get in contact with uh, either us as coaches so that we can help you learn that and maybe even set you up on a plan for that or you know if you don't live here in Colorado and you want to work with somebody local you need to find a nutritionist You need to find a really good performance coach, sports performance coach, and get with them on what you should eat and when. Okay. So. So
0: then, so that's the fourth block. So Mm -hmm. the last block, which is the one that actually is probably the most interesting and probably something that everyone has dabbled into. Mm -hmm. Um, And really because a lot of the different diets that out there this is the part that they focus on is supplements
1: mm-hmm. you got those protein shakes and your amino acids you know your creatine fish oils you know this is people who this is usually geared toward the people who dip into it the most and don't really have the rest of the pyramid set up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were actually just having a discussion so one of the reasons that we as trainers pick on uh, companies like Slimgenics and Herbalife and IsoGenics and Advocare and companies like that, not to like bash them and throw them under the bus, but one of the big problems that we have with them as trainers is that they've flipped that paradigm upside down. So rather than trying to build people into good nutrition first and then say, let's add supplements, those companies are built on from a, from a basic economic level. We need you to purchase our supplements so we're gonna build a system that makes sure that you have to purchase our supplements and then you worry about the nutrition outside of the supplements. It puts and puts the
0: y- focus on the supplements beforehand. Yeah,
1: exactly. And if, if you're doing what they do system-wise, it will work. Yeah. It'll absolutely work. You'll lose, you'll lose the weight, but as soon as you stop using the supplements, like you haven't learned anything about how to actually properly fuel your body and now you're back to where you were before you've stopped using the supplements, which is exactly backwards of what you should be doing. You should be figuring out a really sound nutritional regimen for yourself. And we're specifically avoiding the word diet here, guys. This is not a diet. We are trying to figure out how to put nutrients into our body in a healthy way, which is technically a diet, but that word freaks people out. So we're going to look at how should I eat on a daily basis? That's the that's that has to happen first. If you're not doing that, supplements aren't going to do anything for you.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny because a lot of people are like, "Well, I just I can't afford to be healthy." Well, food from the grocery store is a whole lot cheaper than buying all these buying into all these other
1: supplements supplements and, and um, programs. Yeah,
0: so you can afford, you know, to. To eat healthy and be
1: healthy mm-hmm. it just takes a little planning it takes a little preparation supplements are easy yeah supplements so, are the quick fix yeah and so, that's what everybody wants they want the quick fix but the quick fix doesn't work long term nope
0: so so we do have the rest of the pyramid down like you know we got that foundation we're eating properly we're eating high quality <laughs> foods and so now we're ready for the supplements so how does that kind of
1: work yeah so Supplements breaks down into two different types of supplements. You have performance-based supplements and you have what I call lifestyle-based supplements. So performance-based supplements are things like pre-workouts, right? Those, some of them are stimulant. Some of them are stimulant-free. Um Your protein. You're is. looking at protein shakes. You're looking at things like creatine and glutamine. You're looking at liquid carbohydrates, whether that's Gatorade, which is the simplest, cheapest, probably worst form of post-workout carbohydrates to there's a lot now of higher end very specifically engineered time-released carbohydrates to help get energy back into your body the right way Um, and it also helps with moving those amino acids and creatine and glutamine and things like that into the cell in a good healthy way Uh, so you have those performance-based supplements and then you have lifestyle supplements so we'll get into that so i want to just kind of work through supplementation. And the reason supplements and nutrient timing are in the same podcast is for two reasons. One, nutrient timing is a short discussion and it's because it's a very personalized prescription per athlete. Um, But it goes hand in hand with supplements because a lot of times when you're talking nutrients, nutrient timing, now you're talking about liquid nutrition. You're talking about, okay, pre-workout, I need you to have 50 grams of carbohydrate with 5 grams of creatine and 5 grams of amino acids and maybe 20 grams of protein pre-workout, right? That's specific and it's liquid and you need to have that 20, you know, 30 to 45 minutes pre-workout. You need to have um, X amount of amino acids, Intra workout. You need to have post workout X amount of carbohydrates, X amount of protein, X amount of creatine, blah, 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 blah. blah post workout. Okay, and so that's why those are performance related subs- uh, supplements. Okay, we're looking at how can we build and fuel and repair an athlete who's competitive. Most people don't need that, most people just need to take care of their nutrition so we're looking at those things so if you if you have somebody coaching you that is saying you need a protein supplement post-workout you don't need that it can help absolutely and z you and i had this discussion earlier like post-workout there's this discussion about whether or not a protein shake is is good bad or indifferent and it's there's a lot of people that live kind of in this gray area and the reason a protein shake works good post-workout for a lot of people is because a lot of times people aren't eating enough protein in general. So that's why that can be helpful, but it needs to be supplemented with carbohydrates to make that protein work the way it's supposed to. So you kind of have to look at that as a holistic approach. It can't be just, well, I'm just going to have my quick protein shake. Okay. Um, If it's, If you're into bodybuilding, physique building, that's a different altogether discussion than the general performance-based athletics. If you're looking at performance-based athletics, things like you're actually playing an active sport, you're actively trying to become a competitive crossfitter, those are things where you don't need the level of protein that a bodybuilder needs. You should be looking instead at post-workout carbohydrates, and creatine. Those are probably my two big ones. Um,
0: And we were, you know, we just did that, no sugar challenge, I know you guys have heard about it in the last couple, Um, and one of the members was just like, I can't wait till I can have my pre-workout again. Well, because their pre-workout had tons of sugar in it, one, so they haven't had it. But two, I mean, like, just a normal person, we want our body to function normal, Mm -hmm. like, if, if I get in a car accident and I need to pull someone out of their car, I'm not gonna have a pre-workout. I'm gonna have adrenaline, which is great and what I need in that moment. But I, I want to, I want to teach my body to function on
1: without that. Without it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like sports-related supplements, it, if that's something that you want to look into. The best thing to do is have a conversation with your coach or with your trainer and see, okay, let's look at your diet. Where are you lacking? Where could we get some benefit from liquid nutrition? That's gonna be the best discussion to have because if you just take the blanket statement of post-workout, you need to have a scoop of protein and you'll be fine, that may or may not make any difference at all. And so you may be just literally peeing away money. Mm So you've gotta make wise decisions based on where you're at as an athlete individually versus doing what everybody else is doing, okay? The, the supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar industry for a reason. They know how to market and get us to take the stuff that they want us to take. But if you're doing this intelligently, you can actually leverage those products for really good purposes. Mm-hmm. So there we go. So that's, that's kind of the discussion about like performance-related, workout-related supplements. The other category that I put supplements in is what I call lifestyle supplements, okay? So the first one that pops to mind that almost everybody takes is a multivitamin. Everybody's, like, we started that when we were kids. Man, Flintstones.
0: Flintstones. Did you do those? I didn't. Gummies. gummies.
1: Now they have Flintstone gummies.
0: Oh, we didn't have those. We had the chalky things.
1: Yeah, you know, the chalky, <laughs> crunchy. Um you know everybody takes a multivitamin. I don't think everybody should take a multivitamin. Not everybody needs it. No.
0: Well I mean if really honestly, if you're eating well, you're getting the vitamins you need from the food you're eating.
1: Yeah. If you're eating lean meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. I've
0: actually had this like debate with doctors and the doctor. I don't know if it's in our notes now when we take our kids to the doctor or what. Um, But every time we would go to the doctor when we first had kids, they'd be like, well, what do they eat? What do they drink? And I'm like they eat fruits and vegetables and they drink water oh but they're not they don't have this and they don't get that and i'm like yes they do they get it from their vegetables and they're getting more of it from their vegetable than what you're asking them to have it from so i mean really honestly if we're eating correctly you're probably getting all the vitamins that you need
1: yeah but um and multi here's the thing guys multivitamins is like It's a shotgun blast in the hopes to fill the gaps in your diet, right? And supplements are just that. They're there to supplement where you're lacking in your daily nutrition, okay? Multivitamins are a supplement. The thing that you run into is, let's say you're taking a multivitamin and you don't really need it, then you're literally, we're back to that discussion, you're literally peeing away money. If you get a uh, nutritionist that just blanket puts all of her people or his people on, you know what? Everybody needs to be on a vitamin D supplement because everybody's vitamin D deficient because we're inside all the time. Well, you may not be deficient in vitamin D and now you're dumping a bunch of vitamin D into your system that you don't need. It's the, the example that I gave is, you know, it's like if you have a hot tub and somebody says, hey, you need to go fill your hot tub and you just blindly go stick the hose in there and just let it flow and now it's overflowing and you just leave the, hot, you know, the hose in there because they keep saying, "Oh no, I think you're still low. You need more water in there, but you, you may not, right? So when it comes to things like multivitamins or even individualized vitamins, if you're gonna go that route, it is worth it to get blood tests done to see where you are deficient see where you are lacking. That way you know what to take instead mm-hmm. of having to take the shotgun blast of vitamins. Yeah.
0: And again, and this is after you've already perfected your diet. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a great read. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing this before I perfect my diet, this isn't gonna be a very good read.
1: Exactly. You're gonna have, you're gonna have, you, you may have holes everywhere yeah. if you do, if you do a blood test before you clean out your diet. But you may, if you spend 30, 60, 90 days cleaning up your diet, cleaning up your nutrition, and eating well, and then you come back and say, okay, now I wanna take a blood test, see where I'm deficient, okay, maybe I do need a vitamin A supplement, maybe I do need a vitamin E supplement, or whatever it is, but I don't need a multivitamin. Or maybe you do, maybe your body's just not processing the food well, and maybe you do need a multivitamin to bring your levels up a little bit. That's okay, too. But just blanket taking a multivitamin, because everybody else takes a multivitamin, it's, it's a lot of times it's a waste of money. So yeah. um, some of the other lifestyle supplements um, that I hear a lot about, another one is especially in the older populations you hear about glucosamine, oh it's good for my joints, it's good for my joints, yeah, maybe. If you've got joint issues you may benefit from a glucosamine supplement. That's a conversation to have with your doc, to have with a pharmacist. To see what's actually going to work for you. glucose means a big deal. And like I said, especially in older populations, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my shoulders hurt.
0: That's my problem. I'm an older population.
1: You're an old woman at heart. Oh, that's different. Um, the, uh, another one we hear a lot about, especially, well, it's not especially for guys like, oh, should I take this test booster? I got to take this test booster, testosterone booster here. Here's something that we have learned and we know this now. Testosterone boosters, no matter how clean they claim to be, are often tainted with stuff that will pop on a, on a drug test, A. And B, they don't actually really do a lot. Maybe in the short term you will feel better because it will bring levels up, but in the long term it actually doesn't change your body's ability to process and use testosterone. It's just that over-the-counter supplements don't have the ability to do that so that's that's a test boosters are another one where I'm like you know it's probably not worth the money in the short term maybe you know if you need just a quick boost you need uh, just your energy levels are super low as a guy a lot of times that is related back to lower testosterone levels but if you are again focused on keeping your nutrition sound And for us as guys, our testosterone level is directly affected by our activity level. So if you're sitting at a desk all day, your testosterone is lower than uh, a guy who has a construction job. It's just simple science because you're not in need of that production of testosterone so your body won't produce it, okay? So you need to be active outside of your office all the time more than just an hour in the gym it needs to be gym time it needs to be playing with your kids it needs to be active like going hiking going skiing playing rec whatever like get yourself active outside of the office okay the majority of the time that's going to work better than taking a testosterone booster yeah exactly because you're boost now you're boosting your testosterone levels naturally and i, I mean and I would put that conversation in with supplements like CoQ10. Everybody's like, oh, you're low in energy. You need a CoQ10 supplement. No, you don't. No, you don't. What you need to do is you need to clean up how you eat and you need to get active. And that'll take care of your energy levels right then and there. Okay. Another one that's kind of popular right now is nootropics, aka brain drugs. These are drugs that are, are focused on increasing attention levels, increasing... Word recall, focus, things like that. There's some evidence that says that they work. It's still, I mean, they're still pretty new. I've had a good experience with them personally, but that could just be placebo effect. So we're still waiting on, do these actually do what they're saying they're supposed to do? We don't really know yet. Um, Then there's uh, thermogenics. These, this is one of the top tier ones, fat burners. I need to take a fat va- I need to lose some weight. I need to take a fat burner. Let me tell you something. It goes back to if your nutrition is not in line, a thermogenic, a fat burner, okay? Hydroxycut, uh, I can't even think of the rest of them. Xenadrin, uh, Ally, uh, I can't even think of them. Celsius, the little drinks, fat burner drinks. It's basically, seriously, most of those are basically just pure caffeine and other ingredients that get metabolized into caffeine in your body. So it's just basically a big old dose of caffeine, a daily dose of caffeine, which will absolutely increase your metabolic rate because that's what caffeine does, okay? I had, just for fun, I had Marca try a fat burner a couple of weeks ago, and oh man, she was, hyped up and she was hot and she was was shaky. shaky.
0: I couldn't focus. Oh man. I couldn't. Like I seriously, I didn't even know what was wrong with me. I had forgotten that he had given them to me. I I seriously was freaking out. My heart was pounding. I was sweating. It was awful. It was the worst feeling ever.
1: And a lot of people who take uh, fat burners have that same experience. So they'll take a dose or two and then never touch it again. So you just wasted. 20, 30 bucks because you heard somebody say I should take a fat burner or you need this fat burner or, uh, for the fit chicks. So I make fun of bros for all the, for all the protein. How much protein bro? Should I, should I have protein? How much protein bro? Bro protein bro. All the dude, oh, that hurts me. Um, on the flip side of that for girls, the fit chicks, all the fit chicks, they drink fit tea. You don't need fit tea. You don't need a hydroxy cut. You don't need none of it. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, okay? The fat burners don't help you do anything, especially if your nutrition is not in line. You're just doing more harm than good at that point. Yeah. And if you don't have any, everything else lined up. Yeah, If you're, if your nutrition is on point and there is something for which you need a little bit of help, a fat burner can help in the short term with some weight loss. It's not that it will help, it can help, as in it might. Yeah. It may not. And it might be just like two or three weeks of hell where you pissed away $35 on a fat burner that makes you feel like crap for two or three weeks and then nothing happens, mm-hmm. okay? So this is, it goes back to that discussion of you've gotta have the rest of the pyramid in line before you do this, okay? Um, The last one I want to talk about is the one that actually has some evidence that is actually beneficial and it's fish oil. So we know that one of the things that our bodies fight most often is inflammation, systemic inflammation. Whether that's like when you get a headache, it's typically inflammation, inflammation of the blood vessels, maybe a little inflammation in the brain tissue itself, all kinds of stuff. Sinus pressure, inflammation. Uh, joint pain, inflammation. You know, even after a workout, like that's why you get that pumped out feeling, that's inflammation in the muscle. That's what that is. We're trying to fight off systemic inflammation. When our diet isn't in line, we get systemic inflammation. Fish oil is something that can help mitigate that, okay? Now, there's stories that I can tell you about this. Uh, Two of them that come to mind is, so this guy, Dr. Barry Sears, who invented the Zone Diet, he's a big proponent of fish oil as a supplement for pretty much everybody. And his two experiences that he has cited where fish oil literally changed somebody's life, one was he and his team we're working with uh, a man from South America who was at or near a thousand pounds. And they said, okay, give us six weeks. We're going to put you on a zone diet and we're going to high dose fish oil you. And they hyperdosed him. They gave him like 20 grams a day, which is way over what anybody should have. But he was an extreme case. It helped bring down the systemic inflammation so much that now that they had him on a good diet, his body could actually process that food the right way and he started losing weight and he could never do that before. The other explanation that they have of it is they gave so way back when there was the sago mine disaster um, these miners got trapped in a mine. they all died from asphyxiation right no oxygen right except for one guy. One guy survived but he was almost basically brain dead. He was in the hospital they didn't know what to do. They called Barry Sears and said, hey, we're thinking about trying this to get his brain swelling down. How much should we give him? And he said, give him 20 grams of fish oil every day. And within two weeks, he was out of his coma. Within two weeks after that, he walked out of the hospital just by taking high dose fish oil. Those are extreme cases, okay? And there are other cases where that has happened. For us, as normal humans dealing with everyday life and stress and things like that, we want to stick with a dose of five grams a day. Okay, that, that's it. You don't need more than that. And you want to focus on uh, specifically omega-3 fatty acid. So you have a lot of fish oil supplements out there that are the mix. It's an omega complex. Com- yes. Yeah. Omega-6, omega-9, omega-3. We have enough omega-6 and omega-9 in our daily diets right now we need the omega-3 fatty acids. So what what are those? It's DHA and EPA, okay? So when you flip your fish oil bottle over and you look at DHA, or you look at total omega-3 fatty acids and then it breaks it down and it says DHA, EPA, other fatty acids. You want that DHA and EPA, that total, to be as high a percentage as possible of the omega-3 fatty acids so if you're looking at the back of the label and it says that there's 1,000 grams of omega-3s, but it's 100 grams of DHA and 150 grams of EPA, that's not a good quality fish oil, right? That, that's something that they've messed with. Most of them are gonna be 50 to 60%. There are some out there that are as high as 70%, uh, specifically uh, omega-3 fatty acids. Those are the better ones. They're typically a little pricier. But that that's where you're gonna get your benefit is omega three fatty acids to bring down systemic inflammation. If you're somebody who pops Tylenol every freaking day, or a leave, or ibuprofen, this might be a good idea. This might be a good idea for you. Is fish oil. And most of us are gonna need fish oil, you know, unless your diet consists of a lot, a lot of fish and you know, we don't live next to the ocean, so yeah. we don't get we don't get as much omega-3 that you know oils as we need mm-hmm. um, so when it comes to supplementation my recommendation is if you're going to take one supplement I would say a, a fish oil supplement just take start there it's, it's one of the less expensive ones it's something that can help if you've got joint pain if you've got headaches if you've got uh Sinus issues like it really kind of can help with a lot of those things because it just brings down inflammation in the body And it does it in a very natural way Okay, high dose omega-3 fish oil krill oil is also again, you know, the, the, the Percentage-wise is going to be a little bit lower, but the absorption rate is a little higher Yeah,
0: a lot of people don't like the fish oil because it gives them burps or whatever um, And that's disgusting. Yes, I agree, but Um, Usually if you can take it with your food in the morning, Mm -hmm. it helps a lot. A lot, a lot. Brandon's never experienced fish burps, but I have. So that's coming just from me doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I take it with my food right away in the morning and it really does make it easy.
1: And the the industry's gotten a lot better with that. They have this enteric coating now that helps mitigate the fish burps. Yeah. They'll flavor it now. So it's got like lemon flavoring in it that helps with that as well. So um, one of the other supplements that's starting to gain some popularity is powderized greens. So they'll literally take things like different grasses, like wheat grass and spirulina and uh, kale and stuff like that and they'll they'll freeze dry it and then turn it into an instantized powder that you can mix and shake. If you're gonna do any other supplements, that would be the one I would say. That's the next one on the list. So not protein, not CoQ10, not a multivitamin, fish oil, and then greens. That's gonna take a lot take care of a lot of that. Yeah. Um, Especially for those people who find it almost impossible to try to eat those veggies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've got a mental block, like I, I totally have to pick on my mom. My mom cannot eat green food. It makes her gag. It's it's actually kind of comical. Right? <laughs> This is an adult woman. She is a pharmacist. She's a brilliant woman. She cannot get past this mental block of eating green food. It just weirds her out. So she does. She'll like. Sometimes she has like little green, you know, greens powder that she uses. And sometimes it's just like she literally goes and buys a bunch of celery and kale and spinach and um,
0: puts it in a shake. Puts it in a, puts it in a blender, in blender
1: with uh, with like an apple. And drinks that, so that she can get the fiber from it, and she's getting those the the, the big fancy word phytonutrients.
0: Yeah, and she comes home and tells us, "Oh, I feel so much better when I start the day like that." Yep. Or today was a rough day. I didn't take my, I didn't make my drink this morning. Yep. Makes difference.
1: Yep. Um, So now, on all of those other supplements, here's the deal, guys. I'm not against them. I'm not. I just don't think it's this blanket statement where everybody needs them all the time. You just don't, you know? And, and that's coming from somebody who like, we sell supplements here at the gym, yeah. but I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you, oh yeah, bro, you t- everybody totally needs to have a protein shake after. It's not always the case, you know? Sometimes, for some people, there are you know, as, as trainers, we've kind of learned, how to talk to people to get an idea of what they eat, and okay, you know what? You are somebody who would benefit from a protein shake after a workout. We can have those conversations and figure that out, but not everybody needs it.
0: And that's not even what we go to when someone is depleted during a workout or anything like that. Like, We don't go to a supplement. We actually give them, we have real food on Mm -hmm. site, and we give them real food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything that you can get from a supplement, you can get from real food. The supplements are just convenient, and they're engineered to taste good yeah you know they have the the really good added flavors and you know what a lot of times especially these protein shakes they have sucralose they have uh not i can never pronounce this correctly acyl acyl flume potassium it's uh, ace k is what if you look at the backs of the bottles it's a sweetener it's an artificial sweetener and it's what most uh bodybuilding supplements use they either use sucralose or they'll use aceK those are the two that they use most commonly um, But so you're going back to that sh- sugar discussion like how much of that do you really want in your body? It's not really necessary if you're eating good whole food um, yeah. And no matter what like a supplement is not an end-all be-all it is not a fix-all it has to be a part of a regular schedule and a regular regimen that you have to follow for more than a couple of weeks. Okay, Doing it, can't you can't take a supplement for two or three weeks and expect huge, huge returns on it. it. It's just not how that works. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I pick on those supplement companies that have it flipped upside down, is they get you bought in on the supplements and you have really quick short-term progress, but then in the long-term, it all stops and even reverses because you haven't learned good habits. This has to be a part of, a very small part of other good habits that you've built.
0: Yeah, so those good habits are first, right off the bat, just figuring out your caloric intake and making sure you're hydrating yourself well. Mm -hmm. And then thinking about your macros and thinking about that portion, amount of food that you should eat.
1: Mm-hmm. Using the hand method.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, and then making sure you pick quality foods. Foods that, you know, are natural, um, fit that description of lean meats, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, some fruits, a little starch, and no sugar.
1: And whenever you get a control on that, you know, start talking about balancing those macros, mm-hmm. knowing knowing what you should be taking as far as your macronutrients, your proteins, your carbohydrates, those fats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that I'm somebody, I use supplements. There are certain supplements that I really like to use because I, I feel a difference. But it's a part of an established regimen, and I have my diet in line. Yeah. So it responds well with my body the way it's supposed to. The one thing that I want you guys to all take away from this is if you are spending money on supplements and The rest of your nutrition life is not in line You are literally Wasting your money. You are getting nothing from those supplements and You are throwing your money down the drain If your diet is not in line and you're taking supplements stop taking the supplements today and spend the next 30 to 90 days lining up your nutrition the proper way and then maybe come back and reinvestigate supplements as a part of what you do nutritionally. If you do it the other way around, your nutrition is going to suffer. It's just going to be a waste. Mm -hmm. So that is our soapbox on Supplements. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, anything As, else?
0: No. As always, if you guys have questions or comments or any kind of feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. So you can email us at CrossFitCrossroads.com.
1: Crossroads at gmail.com. Oh, at
0: gmail.com. Oh, you can go to CrossFitCrossroads.com. I'm sure you'll find an email there somewhere. Um, and then you can also find these two yahoos on social media.
1: Yep. Well, I'm on Snapchat instagram and twitter at xfitcoachb and i'm on facebook brandon s as in superman garcia although my middle name is not superman and i'm not going to divulge that information <laughs> you can catch me at instagram at coach underscore z here you go that's the best way to find me all right sweet all right next week guys we will officially be shifting gears and we'll be talking about um, fitness this is a fitness podcast. We should talk about fitness. So starting next week, we're going to start our discussion like about fitness. Fitting
0: fit tacos in your mouth?
1: No, not fit. In, no. i into fitness. <laughs> I'm into fitness. Fitness whole pizza into my mouth. <laughs> uh, so we'll catch you guys next week. We'll start our discussion about good fitness habits. And until then, build good nutrition. And if you need help with supplements, shoot us an email. We'll talk to you then, guys. Have a great week.
0: That now for this voice grow out of reach. And what we feeding people, that's a tragedy. So, what you want the chemicals or calories? Nobody taught us how to eat. Mama gone working 60 hour weeks.
1: What's for dinner? Well, what's quicker and cheap? You got remote pants, you'll be raised by the team.